0: Jesus said to his disciples, let us go across to the other side. I speak to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. Have you ever received a letter in the mail and you get excited because it's a lovely thick envelope and the handwriting on it is just beautiful and it even has a really interesting stamp? And you look at it, and then you realize, wait a minute, this isn't for me. This isn't addressed to me. Well, <laughs> that's sometimes how I feel when I encounter these Pauline letters, like the one we just had today from Second Corinthians. These are portions of you know, correspondence between Paul and the communities. He and others were busy building and tending. And often, I feel like the words written are so personal and impassioned. It's like I'm secretly reading someone else's mail. And I am consoled, though, by Joseph Marshall, who writes that we are to reach past the author of our epistle and towards those figures before and after these letters. When we do this, we are included in the story. Marshall also points to the work of Carolyn Dinshaw, who suggests we may approach Scripture with touches across time. And these, these touches across time, this perspective encourages us to meet Paul and the early Christian communities in the text, to make contact, real contact, with faithful communities of the past. We are nourished by their witness to keep going, to seek Christ along the way. And maybe I felt a bit awkward reading the letter that we had today because you see it's obvious the people in Corinth they're not happy with Paul. There are challenges to be faced. There's really hard work that's being done. And it's obvious that things cannot continue as they once were. And in our Gospel lesson from Mark chapter 4, we're situated in the early days of Jesus's life with the disciples. And they're really not sure who he is yet. They are invited to get on a boat with Jesus, and they don't know what's next. And at heavenly rest, we find ourselves looking towards our future. We have left behind some of the darker days of the pandemic, and yet it still feels that we are not 100% all the way through it. And so Jesus says something that I think applies to his disciples, to Paul and the community in Corinth. And it's especially appropriate to us today. He says, let us go across to the other side. But what might that look like? In Corinth, there are fraught relationships to be mended and with God's grace, a vision of the banks of reconciliation just awaits them. A new life will appear as their hearts open to one another. In today's gospel, the disciples are being asked to journey from land to water to new places and life-changing experiences with Jesus. They will cross thresholds and boundaries of culture, religion, and authorities. They will learn to navigate these earthly authorities in a way that leads them and others to seek first the kingdom of God. And today, we are being called by Jesus to cross thresholds of our own here at Heavenly Rest, to create and cultivate new ways to be together, to reach out and proclaim God's love for all. So how might our faith move us across to the other side? Well, for starters, we're already doing it. We are being made new each time we participate in worship and prayer, and in the Eucharist, this is one way we respond to God and we recognize that God is still on the move, calling us to follow. We may continue to answer Jesus' call to go across to the other side in very simple ways. During this time, we can reacquaint ourselves with folks in the courtyard and the pews and on our campus and seek out these new faces that we're seeing as well. It's not about just being friendly or hospitable. It's truly a weekly spiritual practice that strengthens and moves our community forward. And so even if you've known some people here at Heavenly Rest for a long time, things are different because of experiences we've all had during this past year. There are stories that need telling. There are holy moments just waiting to happen. Many of us, including myself, began a holy pilgrimage when someone extended an invitation to be a part of something at church. Well, yes, I would like to teach Sunday school. Well, yeah, I'd be happy to pray for you. Yes, I will consider this calling. This is the holy crossing of boundaries, of receiving and responding to the many invitations of Christ. And guess what? This time we aren't accidentally reading someone else's mail. This time the invitation is addressed to you. When we focus our attention on the scene in Mark, the disciples are looking at Jesus' request right there. And they get on the boat. In doing so, they are moving forward in many ways, even though it will lead them to being tossed into a storm laced with spiritual forces that Jesus will reckon with. Our psalmist describes the holy as the one who stilled the storm to a whisper and quieted the waves of the sea. Our psalm recounts the divine action taking place over time. Christ, the living Word, present at the beginning of all things, crossed boundaries, these touches across time. It is fitting that the Word made flesh, Jesus Christ, is the one to direct the crashing waves, to soothe the powerful winds, quieting them in an instant. After all, they are familiar with his voice. The hush of the sea is an experience like no other. And as we turn our attention back to the disciples who are terrified by what has happened, We need to remind ourselves that these fishermen are no cowards. I mean, they are really used to rough storms on a regular basis. But it's important to note that their fear comes from what they have seen from God at work in their very midst. God contending with the spiritual disorder of creation The disciples have witnessed Jesus wield awesome power and divine authority. He will do whatever it takes to get them across to the other side. Jesus will continue to demonstrate who he is to the disciples and the world. They will witness a different kind of storm, a revolution of radical love that is truly terrifying and challenging to many in the very best way. So now to our work. When you go to that mailbox this week and you leaf through the letters and mailings, you might picture a different kind of envelope addressed to you in Jesus' best handwriting. It's an invitation asking you to go across to the other side. What might that look like to accept that invitation? And who might you also invite? Amen.